0: Welcome into A to Z Sports prime time on a Wednesday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. Proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. I was out at Two Rivers Ford yesterday. Beautiful Mount Juliet, Tennessee. You can see all of the great vehicles that they have. The 2021 models, the new 2022s that are starting to arrive. So many great American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. And you go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on the NBA, the MLB, the NFL, college football, and everything in between using the promo code Z Sports in your DraftKings Sportsbook app. Brymac Mechanical is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. B R Y M A K Brymac.com. And of course, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, and for the first time this season, the victorious Nashville Predators last night at Bridgestone Arena, getting a win over the Kings, your dream address without the stress, with the king of Nashville real estate, this guy right here, Gary Ashton at GaryAshton.com. So what's happening with Jeremy Pruitt? If you have not been filled in on this particular situation, we will do that with you. Over the course of this evening, because Jeremy Pruitt, uh, his lawyer has threatened to sue the University of Tennessee in a lawsuit that, quote, would cripple Tennessee athletics for years to come. The lawyer's name is uh, is Michael Lyons. He is based out of Texas. He gave an interview with USA Today Sports. He is saying that because of the way that Jeremy Pruitt was fired. Back in January, they believe it to be wrongful termination because there was no settlement agreed upon. They fired Jeremy Pruitt for cause, and he was he he received none of his twelve point six million dollars that was remaining on his contract. The lawyer put out a statement saying, "On behalf of my client, I can tell you that he's not happy that this is the only choice they've left him with, but he's not going to walk away without his day in court. He's going to file a lawsuit. They're not leaving him much." choice. So you recall that back on January 18th, Tennessee said it had uncovered evidence that members of Pruitt's football staff had engaged in conduct that likely was was going to result in serious NCAA violations. Pruitt failed to monitor their actions or promote an atmosphere of compliance was the official wording on the firing. And because UT fired Pruitt for cause, he didn't get any of the money, right? So he's saying, after some time that that's not good enough, that he wants his cash, that he wants in on the money. And Tennessee is basically saying, all right, big boy, come get it. Uh, as Paxton Martin says on Facebook Live, Tennessee says, bring it on. And that's that's really been their position throughout the course of this. So as the story is coming out last night, and frankly, I'm a little upset that I didn't think to talk about it last night, but it was happening right as we were putting the show together and I didn't feel I had enough information to talk about it intelligently. We were putting this together uh, earlier today before we did the radio show and I was like, hey, like literally an hour before the radio show, I'm like, hey, let's call Dan Lust. He's a sports attorney. He'll understand the legal grounds that Jeremy Pruitt may have to stand on and help make sense of this to me because right now it just seems like Jeremy Pruitt because it doesn't seem like Jeremy Pruitt is admitting uh, or is, is being defended by his attorney, about any of the things, any of the reasons that Tennessee fired him for. He's just saying, hey, listen, if you don't give us some cash, we're going to let some other stuff out that is going to bring down your athletic department wholesale, involving Philip Fulmer, involving Rick Barnes, the basketball coach. They are trying to go guns blazing because he's a defensive assistant with the Giants right now, and this lawyer's client, Jeremy Pruitt, probably needs a payday. So the question that I want to ask you guys, Two Rivers Ford, your Two Rivers Ford take fair or foul Jeremy Pruitt's lawsuit against Tennessee? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Give me your response and we'll discuss it together. I'll give you some more details that may help you fill in your answer over the course of of this conversation, but fair or foul, Jeremy Pruitt's lawsuit against UT at this point. So let me fill, let me give you a few more details before uh, I let you hear from Dan Lust, and he breaks it down from the legal standpoint. So what? Uh, how Tennessee responded with their general counsel, I believe his name is Ryan Stinnett, he said to the lawyer who was sending these threatening messages to Tennessee, Quote, your letter contains no denials of your client's actions. Instead, you raise vague and unsupported allegations of other violations by the university and threaten to embarrass the university publicly by revealing these alleged violations. The university emphatically denies these allegations and will not be intimidated into settling with your client based on your unsupported assertions. The Vols are saying, "Hey, we don't negotiate with terrorists, Jeremy Pruitt. So you can come and try and get this money, but basically, over our dead bodies." Uh, Sandy Bordeaux on Facebook Live says, "Sounds like blackmail, huh? I mean, maybe, but like, I, it's not, it's not doing the thing that would help Jeremy Pruitt recoup his buyout because he was fired for cause." He's not denying any of the reasons that the university's firing him. Instead, he's saying, hey, give me the money or I will release further situations that will further jeopardize the University of Tennessee. He said, well, because he, is, he has put it out there into the universe, Philip Fulmer and Rick Barnes' name is a part of this thing. Rick Barnes had a vehement denial and uh, rebuked what Jeremy Pruitt had to say, basically saying, hey, you know, keep my name out your mouth. We've done things at a high level. We invite the NCAA at any time to come in and make sure that our program is run correctly because we have more respect for our players, our coaches, and our players' families in that regard. So (laughs) Jeremy Pruitt is swinging at the wind at this point, and I don't know why that is, but I'm going to have Dan Lust explain it to you as he explained it to me on my radio show earlier today. Your Two Rivers Ford take. fair or foul, Jeremy Pruitt's lawsuit against the University of Tennessee. While you guys fill in your responses, I'll tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best dealership around. And as we know, Two Rivers Ford has done business for nearly 40 years with honesty and integrity since 1983. They'll do business with honesty and integrity into the next 40 years because that's what Two Rivers Ford does. For example, With all of the difficulties that many of us are having, if you've ordered furniture lately, if you've ordered things like appliances that are difficult to come by, given all the supply chain distribution issues, prices can be jacked up as a result of a lack of availability. The same goes for buying a car. A lot of dealerships are jacking up their prices right now. It's not the case at all at Two Rivers Ford. They don't believe in doing business in that manner. Two Rivers Ford is there for you, they are built on superb, award-winning customer service, first and foremost. That's why they have a non-commissioned sales staff. It's why they have the Built for You program. It's why they do all of the things they do to make sure that you, the customer, are satisfied with the vehicle of your choice, new or pre-owned, fits your budgets, and your family's need. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you go to visit them and test drive any of their cool vehicles, or go online at tworiversford.com. So, the question becomes, fair or foul? Your Two Rivers Ford take. Foul, says Brad Lifford. Josh Taylor says fair. And if you do say fair, and really if you say foul, give me give me a little more context. I should probably have asked for that on the front end, so that's a mistake by me. But give me a little more context for why you're answering the way that you're answering. Because I think I know how I feel about this position because I just had it legally explained to me by a sports entertainment lawyer earlier this afternoon. Uh, Sally Taylor Walpole on Facebook live says foul as is Pruitt. Um, there, yeah, it doesn't seem like he, uh, left a good impression on a lot of people. Um, Elks 70 says, I say fair. If Tennessee covered up stuff that Pruitt once uh, was involved in, then you can't fire him for doing stuff when you are allowing it. And that, that, I mean, there is, maybe that's not the most legalese way to phrase it. But that does leave things, you know, open for, open for investigation regarding Jeremy Pruitt's direct uh, report, right? That would be Philip Fulmer at the time. How much did Philip Fulmer know? Why did he leave the university at the time that he did? Why was he allowed to leave under his own terms, basically, whereas Jeremy Pruitt was fired for cause? Also fair, because it's funny, AF, <laughs> he's just an agent of chaos in the comments on Twitch. Um, it's foul. It comes off as desperation, says Donald Redd. Desperate. I mean, listen, if $12.6 million on the line, how many of you guys are going to get desperate? I mean, honestly, like just look at this from a human standpoint. Of course, you are going to be somebody who if you think you are owed $12.6 million or anywhere in the neighborhood of that, you're going to go try and get the bag and nobody would blame you. I don't blame Jeremy Pruitt for trying to get that done. And he seems to be going about it in a way that uh, he seems to be going about it in a way that would just bring everybody down with him at this point. If Jeremy Pruitt's going to go down, then he wants the University of Tennessee, Rick Barnes, Philip Fulmer, and everybody that he's alleging had some kind of part in NCAA violations. He's going to bring them down, blaze of glory, all of that good stuff, because Jeremy Pruitt wants his cash. So I asked Dan Lust, uh, and you can follow him at SportsLawLust, on social media for all, all the sports law stuff that's floating around right now. Like uh, um, uh, Washington state just fired their head coach because he refused to get vaccinated. Dan has been uh, in the middle of those kind of legal breakdowns. He's been talking a lot about the NFL and John Gruden and what they, uh, what the process of discovery has been for the Washington football team investigation. Dan's a really, really bright guy based out of New York. So I call, so I, I had uh, my radio producer Lucas text him today and be like, Hey, Dan, can you come on and kind of help us understand what, what, why would Jeremy Pruitt thinks, think that he has ground to stand on in this regard if he's not denying any of the reasons that the university fired him for? And this is what Dan had to say. So, you know, most states, and imagine Tennessee is the same way, you cannot
1: bring a lawsuit that is, uh, you know, fancy word, that is meritless, that, is, that has no basis and has no merit just to embarrass the other side. And that would be seen as kind of like akin to extortion, Right. I'm going to sue you. I don't really have a good lawsuit here, but I'm going to make things really messy and force you to settle. That's, that was my first view at a, at a really high level, right? Um, certainly uh, you're not allowed to, you know, threaten a lawsuit um, and probably get someone in, in criminal trouble or something like that. You know, we have something here just because, you know, the lawyer is out here, not, he, he's not saying I like, Pruitt doesn't have a case. He's just threatening to make, you know, make this kind of messy, which if he does have a, a you know, a, a valid defense here or valid, uh, basis for suing the school certainly uh, you're you're allowed to make these kind of comments I just I read the statement and you see words like you know cripple UT and I'm going to make everything public with donors I mean he's not really saying anything that's not true it certainly would be a messy lawsuit but to lead with that to make that your statement I don't really think it sends the right message right if you have a really valid case and you have a merit you know, you know a case with a lot of merit uh, I don't know you know, actions kind of speak louder than words right you just sue and you do your business but Making an awful lot of noise, so my, my uh, you know, my red flags were going up there.
0: So that's Dan Lust, sports attorney, explaining it in uh, from a legal standpoint as somebody who has both won these cases and tried these cases. Dan is looking at this from a thousand foot view and saying, "Yeah, on face value, it just like it just looks like a bit of an extortion play." And listen, if if Tennessee is is if Tennessee is susceptible to that kind of public pressure and Jeremy Pruitt thinks that he can get some some money maybe not all of the 12.6 million dollars but some of that money just by causing a lot of noise around it at a time when UT is is publicly vulnerable right they've just gotten a slap on the wrist from the SEC they've just had a little bit of a of a scandal's probably not the right word but they've just had a little bit of controversy with the way that things ended uh, during that old Miss game. So Jeremy Pruitt is capitalizing to be like, all right, mother bleepers, we're going to kick you while you're down and create more noise around you to see if I can't get some of my money back. And, I mean, if he's got stuff on them, on Philip Fulmer or Rick Barnes or any of the people that he was kind of pointing fingers at as well and being like, hey, I'm not the only guilty party in this thing, maybe he's got ground to stand on that we don't necessarily we don't know what Jeremy Pruitt has right and I assume that we'll see this play out over the next couple of weeks but at this point Tennessee isn't budging which is pretty odd given Tennessee's history of just kind of throwing cash at things to make their mistakes mistakes that they admittedly make themselves um to make those mistakes go away and in the case of in the case of Jeremy Pruitt they're they're taking the position of we do not negotiate with terrorists. And it will be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, A to Z sports prime time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, promo code A to Z sports gets you in on all the action. Fair or foul is the question that we're asking you guys. If you're just now joining us, Uh, Jeremy Pruitt's lawsuit against the University of Tennessee. Give us your answer in the comment section, and we'll talk about it together. I'll tell you how I feel about it momentarily, right after I remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, an official, or rather, a, uh, a authorized, an authorized sports betting partner, I have to get the language right for legal terms, just for the same reason that we're talking to Dan or listening to Dan about legalese, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA is DraftKings Sportsbook, and they know that the key to victory is a strong starting five. You can bet $5 as a new customer on any NBA game to win their game. And if you do, you win. If they do, you win $200 in free bets. Like if you bet on the Grizzlies and the Cavs that I'm watching right now, if you bet on either team and they win their game, you bet $5, you get $200 in free bets if the Grizzlies or the Mavs, or rather the Cavs, win their game. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2ZSports. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if they win. If they win, you win with promo code A2ZSports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, fair or foul, Jeremy Pruitt's lawsuit against the University of Tennessee. Rick Wampler on Facebook says, if Pruitt's attorney's work ethic is the same as Pruitt's, then we have nothing to worry about. Um, I don't know... (laughs) I don't listen. I don't know what the work ethic of Jeremy Pruitt was. I don't. I didn't hear favorable things about him. Obviously, he wasn't a beloved character at the University of Tennessee. You hear his players coming out after the fact and just talking about how much better the environment is now under Josh Heupel. And nobody likes to get cussed out all the time, like Je- Theo Jackson was saying to the media earlier. Uh, Brian Coburn says you got to say terrorist, like George Bush used to say it. Terrorist. 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 T i r r i s terrorist. <laughs> we do not negotiate with terrorists. It just sounds—it sounds like I'm making fun of people with a southern accent, and I'm—I uh, will avoid doing that. Shana, uh, Shanna, or Shana McIntyre says, "Vols are finally getting back to life as they know it." Pruitt needs to go cry somewhere else. Yeah, but that's exactly why he's crying right now because he knows that the Vols are vulnerable. He knows that the Vols are in the spotlight, and he knows. If he makes a lot of noise, or he thinks if he makes a lot of noise, he can get some cash. It's entirely possible that Jeremy Pruitt continues this and makes things messy for Tennessee in a way that they just end up being like, all right, you know what, go away. Take some money. Get out of our lives. Go be a miserable defensive assistant with the New York Giants and have Joe Judge make you and Derek Dooley run laps because they're both on that coaching staff. Um, We'll see how it plays out, and we'll continue to follow that story, and I'm sure the next time there's a substantial update, Talk about it on the primetime show. So let's take a look at the Vols, given where they are right now. Coming off that loss to Ole Miss on Saturday. You would have liked to get the win. Obviously, it's a disappointing result. On the field, though, there were some positives to take away from that. Now, you would like uh you would like a little more positive momentum for lack of a better term. Heading down to Tuscaloosa on Saturday, this coming Saturday night. Four and three, the Vols right now, two and two in the SEC, Alabama with one loss on the season and coming off of just absolutely rolling uh, Mississippi State. So the question becomes, in the next three games, because we'll talk about Alabama specifically at the end of the show, but in the next three games, Tennessee goes at Alabama, they uh, they are at Kentucky, and then they are hosting the number one team in the country currently, In the second week of November, they're hosting number one Georgia. So at Alabama, at UK, hosting UGA before the last two games of their regular season. It's a very, very difficult stretch. It's the most difficult stretch of their year so far. So the question that I have for you guys is this. With those three games at Alabama, at Kentucky, and hosting Georgia, what will the ball's record be in three weeks from now? One and three, three and oh, oh and three, let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, uh, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together over the course of this evening's show. You give me your response, and while you do that, uh, I will tell you about Brimac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K Brimac.com, satisfaction guaranteed. On all your HVAC needs. Brimac is the best in the business. Brimac has you covered. They'll put you in your comfort zone as the seasons continue to get into the colder months. You want to make sure that your heating is working at a high level. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac Mechanical. So with Tennessee right now at Alabama, at Kentucky, hosting Georgia, what will the Vols, what will the Vols record be three weeks from now? You look at the Alabama game, and and we'll we'll spend some time on whether they can even cover, much less beat Alabama on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. They're they're twenty five point underdogs right now, and we'll spend some time on that game more later. Uh, They're not going to be favored in any of these three games, especially Kentucky on the road. That would have been their only chance to be favored in one of these games. Um, And right now, Kentucky coming off their first loss of the season to Georgia. Kentucky is probably a better team, especially with Hendon Hooker up in the air. And that's what Josh Heupel was asked about today when he got to the podium. Basically, what is the status of the starting quarterback right now? Because if Hendon Hooker's is available, gives you a hell of a lot better chance to win football games than uh, your boy Joe Milton does. But can you give any kind of status on, on Hendon Hooker at this point?
2: Yeah, I, you know, Hendon and and, uh, and Tyon and, and Kate are, are probably, you know, day to day at this point. Uh, we'll see as the week unfolds uh, where we end up with uh, with Hendon. So are you optimistic that it's not long term serious? There because there's a lot of speculation out there that his not, injury is a long term injury. I don't think it's a long term injury, uh, you know, status for this week. Uh, we'll find out as we go, though.
0: So. Don't think it's a long-term injury. They're considering him day-to-day at this point. But you really, really need to know the status. Because I think they can upset Kentucky. I do. Georgia and Alabama are a bit overwhelming right now. And even if Alabama did look like they had some flaws early on in the season, we know that Nick Saban is not going to make the same mistake twice in one year like they did to A&M. So, It would be near impossible. In fact, it probably is impossible to overcome the first game and the last game of this three-game stretch. But I think if you have Hendon Hooker, you have the ability to beat the Kentucky Wildcats on the road. Uh, So I would say that depending on the quarterback situation, I'll say one and two. I think that's probably the most logical answer at this point. One and two for the University of Tennessee at Alabama, at Kentucky, and hosting Georgia the next three weeks. I think that Mark Jones says Heupel's offense can surprise Georgia or Bama. Uh, nobody is surprising the Georgia defense, Mark. I, I don't know how much you've watched of them, um, but they are. They, I would literally draft every player. Well, let me not say literally. I would, dra- I would draft almost every player on that Georgia defense. They are all so, 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 so good. They That's it, an NFL defense. Playing in the SEC right now, it's one of the best that we've ever seen in the history of college football. They are suffocating teams. It's not even close. Um, so I don't think anybody's surprising Georgia, Alabama. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Hypo looks like this weekend at Tuscaloosa. Hostile environment, up tempo offense. Uh, Joe Milton, I do not trust in that spot. I trust Hendon Hooker a hell of a lot more. I would say, uh, I would say to you that I would say to you that one and two is the best possible situation for the balls right now. Um, Mark is saying that Georgia's offense isn't good. It doesn't matter if you can't score against their defense. Their, their offense doesn't have to be that great. And right now it's just as efficient as yours is, Mark. So I wouldn't get I wouldn't I don't know what assertion, what grounds that you have to stand on as far as being able to keep closer pace with Georgia than you do Alabama this year, Um, neither of them are going to be close. You're going to be favored by, or you're going to be uh, probably at least a 25 point dog in both of those games. And rightfully so they're not in the same class. They're not even remotely in the same class as Alabama and Georgia. And you may be able to keep it close in the first half, but they don't have the horses right now to be able to go down the stretch. Um, Charlie Arp says, thank God we have a bye week to give hooker another week to get better. That's important. That's a critical Piece in this to allow the health of the football team because it's not just Hooker, right? You need you need your defense to get healthy. You need Alante Taylor to have a little time off. Theo Jackson—they've been playing a lot of snaps. You need your running backs to get right. You need your offensive line to get healthy. It's going to be a slog, and to have that bye week in the middle, uh, in between those three games, is going to be a big piece of this for sure, especially at the quarterback position. But I think one and two is your I think one and two is your best possible. Scenario at this point. Um, it's possible that you go, it's very possible that you go 0 3. In fact, it's more likely than not that you go 0 3 in these next three games. But Josh Hypel, I think, has the trust of the fan base. I certainly uh, felt better about him, even losing to Ole Miss the way that he did. I think that the defense under Tim Banks has been spectacular, is too strong or too high a praise. But I'll say that the defense has been very, very, very good at exceeding the expectations because the expectations were just, I mean, all but rock bottom for Tennessee defensively, given a lack of depth and how they struggled a year ago. But they've held their own, even if Matt Corral, you know, himself almost had 400 yards of offense. I came away impressed with the Tennessee defense in uh, in trying to in their attempt to cr- try and contain Ole Miss and Matt Corral and. They didn't from a yardage standpoint, it didn't happen, but I didn't think there was anything more that they could possibly do to make their lives, uh, to make their lives any easier on themselves. I thought that they did as much as humanly possible to disrupt Lane Kiffin's offense. Um, so what I will say, uh, Mark Jones says, if we score more than they score, we can win. You don't have to believe it for it to happen. Like the Titans had no shot against Buffalo until they won. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's, that's, you're, you're talking about a totally different sport, Mark. The NFL is not college football. College football teams get blown out on the top, all the time. It's, almost, it's near impossible for... Uh, it's not near impossible, but it is highly unlikely that NFL teams get blown out on a week-by-week basis. In fact, you rarely see more than one blowout across the league during any given week. Now, much many fewer teams, but it's, the talent is much more on par with each other. Alabama and Tennessee, Alabama and Georgia... They're not playing the same sport right now. In the NFL, that's a much different situation. So um, I, I appreciate your optimism. I wish you the best of luck. I don't know that that, that luck is going to do you any better. I think you need uh, I think you need Hendon Hooker more than anything. I need I think you need competent quarterback play, and that's still probably not enough. But we'll find out starting this Saturday in Tuscaloosa. So let's talk about whether the Titans or <laughs> now you got me talking about the Titans. Uh let's talk about whether the Vols, rather, can cover the 25 point spread against the Crimson Tide this weekend. Uh, so the question that I have for you is this: on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, um, what percentage chance do you gives the give the Vols of covering plus 25 at Alabama on Saturday? What percentage chance? Five percent, ten percent, twenty percent, seventy five percent. What percentage chance do you give the Vols of covering plus 25? At Tuscaloosa. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds of A to Z Sports Prime Time, is the Gary Ashton team. They'll have another Gary Ashton tailgate this Sunday at 10 a.m. Before the Titans play the Chiefs, we invite you guys to come hang out. We see a lot of people walking into the stadium because Gary's tailgate is literally right in front of the stadium. You could not tailgate at a better place than when you tailgate with the Gary Ashton team. It's right off the pedestrian bridge in front of the south end zone, right across the street from the south end zone of Nissan Stadium. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage will be there just as they will be there for you in the search for your dream address without the stress or to get the best intel when it comes to the nashville real estate market and helping you sell for more so what percentage chance do you give tennessee of covering plus 25 in tuscaloosa on saturday elks on twitch says milton at quarterback zero percent hooker at quarterback i say maybe 20 percent yeah this is that's the biggest variable right you have no idea who's playing quarterback for this team at this point. Um, Brad Lifford said, what did old, what's his name say? Oh yeah. Old grab ass said coaching in the NFL is like playing Alabama every week. I don't know. Uh, oh, is that urban? <laughs> I'm just going to start calling urban Meyer old grab ass. I'm sure that'd be professional. Uh, well, Mark Jones says hundred percent. Okay. Mark, you can't be trusted. A hundred percent chance that, that, uh, that Tennessee covers the plus 25. If hooker is healthy, you're wild. I mean, Mark, man, you, your analysis, your analysis is clearly skewed. I cannot, I cannot take you seriously if you're saying that there's a hundred percent chance that Tennessee is going to cover, no matter who's a quarterback on Saturday. I love that. I love the unbridled fandom. Um, but when it comes to having a serious conversation, that's completely irrelevant. You're out of your mind. <laughs> that's, that cracks me up. That's really good, though. I I hope I I just hope that uh, that they don't disappoint you in the way that you are giving them. You're just handing your heart over the over to them uh on a platter basically and saying just stab it stab it right there when you when you uh when you lose by 26. Um for me you know I I don't know what to make of this game right again the quarterback uncertainty is Tyon Evans gonna play. Uh I really liked what the offense looked like in the second half. The Ole Miss Miss defense that's been really, really bad all year long held them to their lowest first half scoring total last Saturday at Neyland. so I think that that Nick Saban is going to see some of those flaws and find ways to exploit them, even if this isn't his best defense in his career at Bama. But Josh Eiple was asked about the challenge of playing the Crimson Tide. Uh, and this is this will be his opportunity to find out what it's like as the ball's head coach first of all you got
2: great personnel uh, it starts there um, you know their ability to to be different and I say that meaning apply pressure with pressure um, and some of that being simulated with the drop ends uh, their ability to get pressure with the front four um, you know their ability to fit the, fit the run game and, and play it at a really high level um, you put all that together um, they've been difficult to move football on
1: I was going to say, specifically against the run, they've been really good, uh, really good last week as well. Kind of what do they show on film so far that makes them so successful?
2: The ability to defeat blocks, uh, first and second level. Uh, linebackers are athletic, uh, able to, um, to go and tackle well in space. Safeties do the same thing. Uh, they do it from, you know, different coverages, you know, whether it's single high or, or two high structure. Um, you got to do a great job of, of uh, being really good on your double teams when you have them, you got to do a great job of of engaging your man. Getting to the second level is important
0: too. So Josh Heupel paying lip service to what Alabama is right now. His team, a 25 point underdog on the road this Saturday in Tuscaloosa. As far as percentages are concerned, again, with the unknown at quarterback, it makes it more difficult at, as we sit here today, I'm just going to assume it's going to be Joe Milton that will obviously uh, has the potential to change in the next two days. I'm sure that the coaching staff is hopeful that it will. But for for Joe Milton, I would say a 0.01% chance that they cover uh, a t- a 25 point spread. 0.01. Um, that's not that's not an indictment of Tennessee right now. It's just where the football team is at this juncture in the season. It's the uncertainty of quarterback. It's Alabama having already had a loss. To an unranked team this year, Nick Saban is not going to suffer any nonsense against the rest of the SEC as he pushes forward uh, with his eyes on the SEC championship game and then ultimately the college football playoff, 0.01% chance of Joe Milton is starting at quarterback against Alabama. I just, I don't see any way with all of the, he just, he just doesn't seem to be aware of the situation just as he wasn't aware of the situation as he ran out of bounds his time expired for some reason, thinking that was the right move. Maybe he just decided that it wasn't worth getting smoked trying to go for the goal line. So he just ran out of bounds anyway. It. I don't want, I don't want, I don't, I, I'm optimistic about Tennessee long-term. But this isn't long-term. This is this week. And for Tennessee, without Joe Milt or without Hendon Hooker potentially, and with the issues that Joe Milton has, 0.01% chance to cover against Alabama on Saturday. Um, but we'll find out. And that's the fun. That's why you play the games, right? And uh, if, if, uh, if Alabama ends up lighting uh, victory cigars after the fact, at least maybe you'll feel a little better that Butch Jones won't get to enjoy one because he's now uh, suffering mightily at Arkansas. I think he's at Arkansas State, and he's not done very well at Arkansas State in his first season. We'll see if he can't rebuild it brick by brick. (laughs) I'll get out of here on that terrible dad joke. Go check out the new episode of The Install with Greg Cosell, NFL Films. Normally we talk about all the biggest games in the NFL. This week we just did Titans. We did Titans versus Bills. We had a full breakdown of what the Titans did on defense to limit Josh Allen. We analyzed in great detail what allowed the Titans' passing game to kind of come alive in the second half on Monday night. And then we looked at the chiefs and what the problems are with Patrick Mahomes. So go find the install in your favorite podcast app, the install with Greg Cosell uh, and myself every Wednesday in your podcast feed. Leave us a nice rating. Leave us a nice review. It would make me very happy if you do so tomorrow on the radio show from 10 to one on one Oh four, five, the zone, we will have a uh, linebacker Titans linebacker. David long had a f- fantastic, he had a dumb, he had a really dumb penalty. <laughs> Um, that allowed the Bills to keep a drive alive after he just kind of walked up and headbutted Josh Allen for some inexplicable reason. But after that, played a great game. So David Long will be on the radio show tomorrow, and I believe – oh, we have Mike Golick Jr. To, uh, to talk college football from ESPN. He was on the Vols game against Missouri, so we'll get Golick Jr.'s assessment of what Tennessee has done since then and how they stack up against uh maybe not the best in the sec right now in alabama but damn near one one b to georgia's 1a enjoy the rest of your evening enjoy the baseball the basketball hell there's college football on tonight there's everything on tonight october's the best month for sports no question which means the prime time is going to kill it now and into the